welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hey everybody, this is Ali Ciardo, and today my conversation is with Shawnee Teske. She is an award-winning destination wedding photographer, she's a small business coach, and she's built her business with intentional purpose. So she first launched her photography business in 2011 when she was only 20 years old, and she's grown it to a sustainable six-figure business, with which she grew it within just three years to that level. So now after eight years as a wedding photographer, she's launched into a new passion, which is helping people cultivate intentional lives. And when she's not helping others, she's spending time in her home in Wisconsin with her husband and her three cats. All right, so Shawnee, tell me your story. I just want you to dive in first about how you launched this business when you were 20 and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. First of all, I'm so grateful and honored to be here. So I really appreciate that. Um, this is just a really cool opportunity. But yeah, so my story is a little crazy. Um, I went a little backwards with everything in my life kind of went the untraditional route. I decided that I wanted to go to school for photography when I was in high school. I knew I loved telling stories. I was on the newspaper and yearbook committees and I loved journalism. I loved writing. And when I started taking pictures, I realized that I could start telling stories that way. And that was really fun. And I was really passionate about telling stories visually. So I decided while I was in school, in high school, to go to school for photography, to take that path, take an art school type path. And I graduated actually a year early from high school because I was so focused and so determined. And so at only 17 years old, I moved from my hometown in Wisconsin to Massachusetts to attend school for photography. And it was just a whirlwind of craziness between trying to find a place to live and navigating a new city, a new state. And then now I'm learning all this information that I didn't even know was out there. So it was, it was crazy. It was very emotional, but I, I stuck it out. Lots of tears. And yeah, that's a lot come, when you're only 17. Yeah, lots of homesickness. Sure. But then um, I, I stuck it out. And decided that, you know, I, I wanted, if I couldn't make it through this, this is the beginning of my life, what else couldn't I make it through? So I wanted to really prove to myself that I could do it. So I did, graduated, I came back home to Wisconsin, and then I started my photography business because there just wasn't a ton of opportunities in my area for photographers and people I reached out to for to become an assistant or even an intern to learn even more. I was met with a lot of closed doors and a lot of even kind of nasty emails of, well, we don't need another photographer here. And I just think that's absolutely crazy, um, especially now being eight years in the business, there's room for everyone. But so that really like made me launch my business because there's no other option. So I'd only 20 years old. I moved back in with my parents, didn't know what I was going to do. I started my business and I really took the time and the effort to grow it to where it was, um, where it is today. And I'm so thankful. And I've been able to do that when I went full time with it, um, three years into it. So I was only, and I was only 20, Three, yeah, 23 turning 24 when I went full time with it and was able to buy my house with that income and just do all this really awesome stuff. So I'm, re I'm really thankful for, for the path that I've been on so far and being able to work so hard on it. And now I'm, I'm going into, like you mentioned, into small business coaching because 
I've gone through it. I've seen it. I've built this thing from the ground up. And now I'm ready to help other entrepreneurs that are feeling like that they have this passion, but they just don't know how to make it profitable. I'm there and, and ready to help them get them to that next level. Let's talk about those early days for just a minute. So you moved back in with your parents when you were 20, which is awesome that you could do that because that helps you get get going. (laughs) And then from 20 to 23, 24, were you working two jobs, basically building your business and then working a different job too? Yes. So at only 20 and with just a photography degree, I didn't really have like a big girl job. So I worked three part-time jobs. I worked as a barista at like 5.30 in the morning, I would open and then I would go to work at like 9.30 at a warehouse. And I, I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So I worked for the Green Bay Packers. I would, worked at their warehouse, filling all the online orders. And then I would leave there at like 3.30 and then go work. I also worked retail. I worked at American Eagle and then Hot Topic, you know, oh lots gosh. of fun. All sorts. <laughs> okay, so when you said three jobs, you met three jobs plus photography. Plus photography. So four jobs, yeah. really. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, and I would work there till close ten thirty at night, and then I'd do it all again the next day five thirty. And I and in between those times, I'd have to edit and shoot on the weekends or whatever it may be. So it was crazy. And then I thankfully um, was able to get a full time job that I could replace all those three jobs with. I was just working. Um, it's more of a set schedule, but what turn, it turned out to be was they did a lot of work for different clients. It was like a design firm, and um, they also built things. So I was in part in charge of like the finishing department. So we were actually building models and building sets and different things for for clients. And so that turned into a lot of mandatory overtime because if a client needed something and they needed it now, we had to ship it somewhere. It was that was my apartment with all the the last minute end of the line stuff. So it really was you'd work like 80 hours a week and then somehow to have to make photography fit in there (laughs) and grow it to the point where it could sustain you. Exactly. (laughs) So what do you think? What do you credit your success to then getting to getting to the point where you could leave that other job and be a photographer full time and keep that sustainably keep that income and buy a house with that? What do you credit? with that success? I think with anything, we get so passionate about what we're doing and we're ready to just go and leap. And I think you really have to think about what are your steps after you leap and what's your plan? So a lot of my success, I think, came from that. I wanted to leave my full-time job like right away. You know, as soon as I was booking uh, bigger weddings and bigger clients and things like that, I was ready to leave. But did it make sense? financially to leave at that point. And for me, I knew I wanted to get to a certain level of income in my savings that if something happened, if I went full time and it just stopped or I didn't book anyone at all or whatever it may be that I was protected and I I had a backup plan. So I think a lot of my success comes from that. I was hardworking and I was driven to do this. I think that's the other thing too. People get stuck of, I'm not seeing the numbers yet in my business. I'm just going to call it quits, whatever. I I kept working on that and kept trying to improve in photography, additional workshops I could take or whatever in my my side business, in the photography, while I still gave it my all in my full-time job. I think that's what's really hard is I still gave both all I could give. I didn't let one thing lack or one thing fall to the wayside. I definitely was tired a lot of time. (laughs) So maybe my mental health and my uh, some of that self-care wasn't there, but I knew then the end, the hustling would be worth it because I knew I wanted to get to that point. So I had a, 
a dream and I had a passion of what I wanted to do. And so then I put a plan in place of once I get to this income level, once I get have these many things booked to my calendar, this much in my savings, I can quit. But it, it wouldn't be until that happened that I can quit. And I had a lot of emotional things of like, yes, I want to quit and I don't like this job anymore or whatever. But you have to take the emotion out of the business and you have to think about, does it logically make sense? What about marketing during that time? Because I know a lot of people, a ton of people are, whether they have photography in another job or photography and children or, you know, whatever it might be, we all have busy lives. That's just sort of like very much the culture of A, running your own business. B, I feel like just the culture of today, fortunately or unfortunately. Um, when you had all this going on, what did marketing look like? I mean, you were hustling, yeah. but how were you balancing yes. out? Because I found that marketing, for me at least, can fill any void that I give it in terms of how much time I'm going to put into it. So how did you find the time for marketing and what did marketing look like for you? Yes. Yeah, so it was kind of when I was starting this, it was just when like Instagram was starting to be more for business. I mean, I remember getting it and still like throwing those filters on it and be like, yep, yeah, that looks good. Um, where you didn't quite know what was going on. So I remember focusing on like not really knowing what that was and really focusing on Facebook and word of mouth referrals. So I really put a lot of um, my time and effort into making sure that I was really taking care of my clients, that they would talk me up then to new clients. And I would do that with um, with my client experience. And then through Facebook, I was making sure I was tagging them. And I was always keeping like a very professional Facebook I don't know, profile, if you will, like, even though I had my personal Facebook profile, I use that for my business. So I, I had a Facebook page, but I still became friends with all my clients on Facebook. I so I could tag them, I could interact with them, and kept all of that very professional, so that I could, you could feel like I'm your friend, but I'm also a professional. I'm also someone that is there to guide you through this process. Okay, total side question. It's probably related to nothing. But when you friended yeah. your clients or continue to friend your clients on Facebook, do you put them in a separate group so that they can't see everything that you post? Or do you just like bring them into the friendship fold and share everything with them? I share everything. I don't, for me personally, and this is like whatever you want to do is great and, and fine. And I know a lot of people that keep things separately and that's awesome. I don't. I let you in on all of it. I share that this these things are happening and what's going on. But that means I also don't post everything. If I'm not if I'm feeling this way about something or sharing an article, I don't I just don't share it. I keep it very professional. Or if I'm sharing something personal, I'm sharing a piece of my life that I want you to see. And there was a lot of times over these eight years I've gone through a lot of heartache and and, and heartbreak. <laughs> like literally heartbreak and and tough times. And I just didn't share that. And when I did decide to share some of that or let people in. It was because now I've passed that and I've grown or this is what I've learned from it. But yeah, they're in it all. Um, my brand is Shawnee Teske, Shawnee Teske Photography, whatever, whether it's with um, photography or with my coaching is Shawnee Teske. So I really want them to get to know me, my personality and this person behind this business. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I always like to hear that because I do. Yeah. I was really against friending my clients for a while. And then I realized that I actually wanted to know what my clients were up to after they got married, especially 
family and like, you know, had babies. And I do put them on a separate list. And occasionally if I post, especially I don't really like post anything overly political, but if I post anything that could be even minorly perceived as political, I do not include them on that post. So I do, I do have them on a separate list where they can't see everything. But I have found that even the things that I don't think they're going to care about. I get notes from them. They're like, I loved seeing that. So I think it is pretty cool to actually invite them in on a more personal level. So- I, I agree. They, I, It's amazing. That was when, when I started. It was share your work, share your work, share your work. And you know, then the trend was coming in like, no, you need to share who you are. People care about the brand and the story and the why behind the business over you know, this great deal or everyone does great work, but what, what is your differentiator? And for me, it was that you could come in and you can learn all these things about me. And I want to learn everything about you that we truly are going to be like best friends on this journey. And that's what happened with when I friended them or when I follow them on Instagram or whatever it may be that they are invested in my life just as much as I'm invested in their life. And when I got engaged, they were like so excited and all these different things. So they're just, they're a part, as much a part of my life as I am of their life. And that's, that's my choice. And there's plenty of business owners and photographers, all different things like that, that don't want that. They want to keep it separate. But for me and for the brand I'm building, I want to be in it with them. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I know that's a separate conversation. That could be a whole episode in itself, but I still think it's really interesting. And it's, it's interesting to see how other people approach it and even how I have shifted in that over the years. So let's get into intentionality. What do you, you say that you run your business with intentionality. What does it actually mean to be intentional with your business? So for me, being intentional is all about priorities and what's most important in my life. I think it's very easy for business owners to do the hustle and and go after all the things and the trends and the whatever it may be to be successful. And then you really have to take a step back and go, what does it really matter? And is this really serving me? So when I do things with intention, I'm really thinking about how is this serving me? How is this serving my clients? And is this the greater good? Is this working towards the greater good, the greatest call and cause for my life? And if it's a no, then I can say no and I can step away from it. So it's just, I think it's amazing in our lives that we're, we're bombarded with things to be a part of and especially business owners try this new thing do this collaborate with me all these different things and it's we don't want to say no we don't want to let people down I think especially women we want to help people and serve people and take care of people but at what cost so being intentional is really thinking about the things that are most important in your life and and putting everything into that and really serving that and if you, if you can't or if it's taking up too much time or you're burning out or taking time away from your family, then it's time to reevaluate and see what is really for your greater good. Okay, I like that because I was going to ask you, not knowing exactly how you defined intentionality, I was going to ask you, what does it mean to be intentional with your business and how does that play into being intentional with your life? And it sounds like you're talking about basically your life drives your business like they're very much full circle they're all working together right yes totally true I think that's the biggest thing with intentionality is we get into becoming 
a business owner and starting this thing on ourselves because we want more freedom. We want to be, we're passionate about this thing. We want to put our, our mark on the world. But what's happening is that we're, we're chasing success and we're hustling and we're doing all the things when we need to take a step back and really look at, well, does, is this really what I want or is this what I think I'm supposed to want? And I, that happens a lot with, with photographers and people in the creative industry, especially because we're so like visually driven. And so on social media, you're seeing all these things and, and people are spewing all these worry like buzzwords of like the hustle and the girl boss and the, I need to, and like, I see a lot of, I need to have the six figure business. What if you don't though? What if your happiness is $50,000? I mean, that's, that's a great thing. You don't, what does success look like for you? And then go after that. Like, if that's what it's really about and what it's really defining and, and being intentional with that. And that can change. And that's what's really fun about it is that what I wanted five years ago is not what I want today. And I can change my business to reflect that. I love a lot of the things that you said. First of all, I think just looking at it from so many of us let our business drive our lives. And this is kind of turning that around and it's letting your life drive your business. And it's also looking at, I I like that you're looking at your own inner view of success because it's so easy to get caught up in outer views of success. And I think it takes a lot of practice to get to the point where you know what your own success is and you live by that. I was just having that conversation with my husband where I was like, hey, I know society says that we're supposed to work full time and try to make more and more and more and grow and grow and grow. But what if we didn't? Right. (laughs) What if we don't, right? So how do you step back and do that for yourself? How do you, well, actually, this is perfect because one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, how do you personally define success in your own life? Right. So there's a lot there, which is awesome. Um, I for I love right the time we're in right now because I feel like there's a lot of like disruptors and there's a lot of you know things happening that we can start saying no wait that actually doesn't work for me I keep thinking about Marie Kondo no that doesn't bring me joy and for a long time it was like fill up on all the things fill up on all the things and now it's like no you can have less and it's about being minimalistic and finding the things that just bring you joy instead of filling your house with stuff so that's kind of how I feel about business right now and success is that really figuring out what brings me joy in my business and in my life and then throwing everything in towards that and giving that my all and then just being very clear with myself and then you know if you have a family or whatever being very clear with your family too of what what does success look like for all of you because if you're happy and they're not happy well then something's going on you know we need to make sure that we're all all our needs are being met and we're all finding our joy and our happiness so for me success is really dependent on making sure I have time to spend with my family and my friends and you know getting that free time to go out and live because that was the whole point of having this business was I want to be able to do this and serve people and love on people and if I feel like I'm spending so much time just like trying to do Facebook lives and I, I don't know what this is and I got to get this marketing thing done and I got to go over here and over there. And, but you know, then you come back to the, the why, why am I doing this? So success for me is making sure that I'm still feeling fulfilled and yeah, there's going to be times where it's hard and it's more hustle than, than that gratification. But the end goal is if I walk away from the day and I feel like, yeah, I really did something to help someone and are really really planted the seed that hopefully will help change their life or 
I could pour into these people and give them what they really want. And I went above and beyond for them. That's the biggest thing. So, and for me, like I said, five years ago, it was the hustle and it was do all the things and go all the places and whatever. And then two years ago, I met my husband and that changed. And it was like, I want, I love traveling. And now it's like, I really want to travel with you. And I want to do these things together. And I want to be home more. And I want my weekends back. And I want, you know, where before it didn't matter, I could just go and do whatever. It was all about me. And then now it's becoming all about we and we are changing our lives to fit that and then make room, hopefully for a family in the future. So that's what success is for me. And that I've had to look at over the last year now of I'm going to take less weddings. I'm going to shift my business. And if I make less money, that's okay with me because my family is more important. My husband's more important. All of that is more important to me than the money because we can't take that with us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's – it's a really common view I'm finding. I think that it's very common in your, let's say, early 20s. The message that we get is success is money. And then I think that there, there's a shift that comes with, you know – getting further into your career, sometimes getting married, having children, where you realize that it's not all about money. So I know you kind of already said this, but just for fun, and I can do this too, just go back and give me in a couple of words, how you define success when you were 20, how you decide, define success, let's say like when you went full time for the first time, and in just a couple words now, what it looks like. So you kind of already went over this, but just to like say it really quickly, success when I was 20 was one sentence, success when I started my, when I went full time was one sentence, and then now it is. So we can see that shift. Of course. So success when I was 20 was going full time with my photography business and being able to live on the income that I created for myself. And success when I went full time was be able to book every single weekend out so I can make six figures, make seven figures, whatever it may be. Now success in the later part of my life in this part is spending time with my loved ones and not working to the point of burnout. I think it's great because it definitely does shift and a lot of times it's growing. So right, like when you met your first goal, you were successful based on your 23-year-old self had met the success that 20-year-old self had set for you and then your goals shifted up. Okay, now I have to go bigger and better and that's really natural. And I think it's totally okay to get to the point where you're like, I've done a lot. Let's step back and acknowledge all of these amazing things that I've done and it's okay to slow down. It's okay to change your views. It's okay if your goal of success changes in a way where it's not bigger, 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 bigger the whole time. So I think that's that's awesome. It totally aligns with how I feel, so I like it. Um, I also, this coming into that word of alignment, I kind of realized this for the first time that uh, thanks to Tanya Watt for helping me find this word and Molly Mayhar with her strategy way, um, I've, I've had Molly Mayhar on in the past talking about goal setting and like evaluating success and all of these things. And Tanya, we had a Tuesdays, you lead Tuesdays together too, right? Yes. So I did for three years in Green Bay and then stepped down like a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. So we were having a meeting in December talking about kind of like what our word is for the year, what, what we want our year to look like. And I was writing all these things down and I was having a hard time coming up with a word. And Tanya Watt said, 
alignment. Alignment is that Mm. word. And I was like, it's perfect because it's just aligning your values with your actions. And sometimes, you know, those are going to shift, but sometimes it's really hard to get there. And so I loved that in terms of like tying in intentionality in your life and your business and aligning your values with your actions. So I think it all comes together into a nice, big, happy, you know, something. So it so does. (laughs) And it's, and I'm not saying like, now I don't want to do anything because that's not true. I've, I think as entrepreneurs, we're always like looking to do new things and and go after stuff. I mean, my my like vision board, I have like a legit like real vision board with like the push pins and everything in my office. And I mean, it's full of pictures of like Oprah <laughs> and winning Oscars and like all of those things. But it just means that that's a goal and that's great. But my daily life, my the life that I live every single day, every single second, that, that's what's so important. That's what I think we lose because we're always looking for the next goal and the next thing we can get to. And it's really about making sure that your, your daily life is full of joy and that you've been intentional with, with what you're doing every single day so that you can find the joy. You shouldn't have a day that's like, oh, I just had a really bad day. Well, that's a choice. So my, that's my biggest goal is that you start every day with intention and find the joy in each day. And then you're going to look back and realize you live this great life. But you have to do it. That's a daily practice. Okay, so what does that practice look like? First of all, from the start, just figuring out what you want in the first place. You mentioned a vision board. Um, what else do you do to just kind of like get started understanding your changing goals? And then how do you practice that on a daily basis? Yes, these are all great questions because I am a huge like goal setter and I want to go after all the things and I have all these crazy ideas. And thankfully, my husband, Matt, is like balances me out and he's like, how can we realistically do this? So it's good to have people like that in your corner if you are a dreamer. Um, not a Debbie Downer, but you just need someone that balances you out. But for me, it's first of all, it's defining that what success looks like for you and defining what in your ideal world, if money was no option, what would you want to be doing and, and going after that daily. So if it's, I want to be a millionaire and I want to live on a yacht and all this, whatever, then okay. Like maybe we need to make more money. Maybe we need to be working harder at this. Maybe we should learn how to drive a boat. Cause if we want a <laughs> yacht, you know, whatever it's, it's like those little practices, but for me, success is is always being able to work for myself, having my own business, and always dreaming for bigger and better things and bigger and better life for my family. And so what I do is I love to set goals, attainable goals then for myself for each quarter, each month, and then smaller goals each week that feed into the bigger goal. So it's always like feeding into something because when you set this goal of I want to make, if it's just a money thing, I want to make six figures or I want to whatever, that can seem really scary of, of, okay, I have this big goal now. So then I break it down into quarter goals and then I bro- break those down into weekly goals. So they all keep feeding into each other and I can look back and go, oh, I'm, I'm on track for this. Um, so goal setting is huge for me. Um, and then trying to live in that joy and stay grounded in joy every day. I have a gratitude journal. So I start every day by writing in my gratitude journal, even if it's five minutes. Um, some people like to end their day with it too. Sometimes I'll do that if I didn't get a chance to it, um, share. It's just, and when you're not having so, so great days, you can literally say, I'm grateful for breathing. I'm grateful that 
I can see, I can hear, I can taste, I can smell, whatever it may be, because we can find blessings all around us. We get so caught up in like going after stuff that we forget all the things that we have that might be normal to us. They're not normal to other people. They're still blessings. So I think it's a good balance of setting goals and setting having ideas for the future and then also making sure that you're staying in that gratitude, gratefulness in the present while you're going after that goals. Not not feeling like, oh, when I get here, then I'm worthy, then I'm successful, then I'm enough. Knowing that you're enough and worthy in all the things right now and then just looking forward because you want to, because it it, it fuels you. Right, especially because that goal line might shift. So being grateful yes. for what you've done and recognizing what you've done. And I also like to think you mentioned earlier that the why is important, that it's not just I want to make a million dollars, I want to make six figures. It's why do you want to do that? Is it so that you have stability to you know, run your life with flexibility and run your own business and and pay off your mortgage in X year so you have freedom, et cetera, et cetera. It's understanding the why behind it. I think that that's really important. And then getting into the goals and then getting into the the gratefulness for what yes. you're doing. Those are all great oh, ideas. So, so true. The why is everything because if you're going, oh, my goal is to have all these homes and do all this stuff and be able to vacation. Well, why do you want to do that? Like, you know, because you'll find like if you don't have the why, you might get all the things you you dreamt about and then you get it and you're still unhappy. That's what a lot of times people talk about. I don't th- I don't think it's like the money can't buy happiness, you know, that we talk about, that, that saying we've heard. But it's if you get the money and then you just don't know what to do. Because sometimes you can quit and you can do all this stuff because you have all this money, but your your joy really was the working part. So really knowing the why and the intention behind behind why you want it is super important. Yeah. And also realizing you might step back and realize that your why is because you just think that's what society tells you and that maybe you don't feel that way. So if you're like, oh, why? Because somebody told me that's important or someone on Instagram had it and it looked cool. Like, that's not a reason. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's it's just training yourself or untraining yourself to to think like that. It's really about what is success and what do you, you want and what does your family want? And putting it all into that. Yeah. All right. So what's next for you? What, what are we going to see from you next? Yeah. So this year I have some really cool um, online courses and little workbooks and things I'm putting out. So I'm, I'm building more of my coaching business and being able to put out things to help all sorts of creative entrepreneurs. That's what this year is really focused on. And like I said, we're, we got married this year. We're just being being a wife and being like learning what that's like and, and hopefully starting a family. So there's a lot of like newness that's coming out of this year and a lot of really cool things that I'm just kind of going with the flow for this year. A lot of the times it was go, go, go. And here's my goal. And here's my focus. And here's all the things. And now it's more about am I finding joy every day? Am I really loving what I'm doing? Am I serving people? And I'm just, I'm just going down that path this year of, I just want to be the best, version of me I can be and serve people in the best possible way. Awesome. Okay. So where can people find you if they want to get more? So you can find me on my website. It's shawnee.com. And then all my social media is at shawnee teske or at shawnee teske photography. But Instagram is at shawnee teske. I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. And if you are looking to spell it, well, let me just spell it for you really quickly. It's S-H-A-U-N-A-E. 
and then Teske is T-E-S-K-E. And I'll also have that in the show notes, um, which you'll see with this episode and also at photofieldnotes.com. So go ahead and check out Shawnee's stuff. And thank you so much for sharing these thoughts and just being honest and sharing your journey. I think that this is something that a lot of people can relate to and will find really inspiring. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on here and, and letting me chat with you and your audience. It's been an awesome time. Thanks, Shawnee. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.